Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way, because when we do, we see the undeniable evidence of His favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared to cry and shout some yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what He wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hi, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turned top 1% network marketer, turned living my best life, dream job as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is much like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and your heart set in sync with the Father so you can bloom into all He's created you to be? Then let's grow, girl. Hey, sister friend. Welcome back to the Garden of Favor Oh, I'm excited to talk with you guys today. I'm not going to lie, I had a little bit of a rough morning, kind of all in my feels about homeschool and just didn't have a great homeschool day. You know, and my kids are in the background. You probably are going to hear them. I don't know if my microphone's going to pick it up or not, but I think it's so important as moms in business. I don't know. Lately, I've been talking with a friend and fellow podcaster, Monique, and we've been talking a lot about the pressure that moms have have put on themselves to in in this business space and it's it's almost as if we have forgotten our first ministry which is our home and uh, we have really been the lord has been speaking to us heavily about that and we're going to bring some new stuff to you sooner than later about that but i i think it's really important as moms especially with those of us who have businesses i put out a question on my stories on Facebook the other day and said, hey, if you could ask me any question to do a podcast on, what would it be? Overwhelmingly, the same response was all around, how do you do it all? How are you a mom and how do you run a business? And so here we are. If you hear my kids, that's real life. They're right outside my door. We're in a temporary um, apartment until we move into our home. By the way, would totally appreciate prayers. Um, we went under contract with a house, and so that's it's a very unique situation, and we'll see what the Lord is going to do in all of that. But all that to say, you know, I had a rough morning, and I am just over here trying to get out of the funk and get into the groove with the podcast because this is really where I get to just flow and um, do what I love to do. But... Um, all right, so there's a couple questions. <laughs> I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm just being honest with you guys because I think it's, again, it's so important to share the struggles and not just that you see this pretty podcast with a nice intro and a nice outro and, you know, whatever. But really, this is, I'm a real person with real problems, with real frustrations, with real um things that I, you know, cry about and all the things. So I just am so grateful for you for allowing me to be me. And I'm so thankful that God has given me this platform and our community uh, to grow together as sisters in Christ, literally to bloom into who he's created us to be. So Oh, he has so much that is stirring in my heart about all of these things. And I'm really excited to continue to share that with you guys about ready to start our Bloom Academy for God Sized Dreamers group coaching program. It starts next week. I'm so excited. There's a few spots open if you've been um, discerning through that still or, you know, figuring out if that's for you. Um, but it's interesting because this is even part of what we go through in that program. Because if you're searching for 
your purpose and your calling, you're going to find your purpose and your calling. You're going to get closer to your purpose and your calling as you get closer to the Lord, your creator. And I find so oftentimes that sometimes we try to get closer to God uh, for, for a variety of different reasons, but I, there has been an overwhelming amount of women that reaching out to me over this last year saying, hey, this year rocked my world and I know that I need God more than ever. And there's a big difference between living, I, I, I believe there's a difference between living for the Lord and living with the Lord. Both of them are important and both of them are good, but I really want to help women not just live for the Lord and allow your life and your everything to be a ministry, right? Your purpose is to love, honor, worship God in all you do and say, whether it's changing a dirty diaper or whether it's building an eight-figure business, it's still to worship God, right? And to give him the glory. But I think there's a difference between living for the Lord, which I think sometimes we really focus on so much is living for God. Like, how can I work for him? And God does not need you to work and me to work for him. God can do it all, but he wants to work with you and he wants to work with me. He wants to work with us. And so I'm going to share some tips with you how to live with the Lord. Because I really think that's the question that people are asking when they say, hey, how do I grow my relationship with God? Well, how do I live with him? How do I feel his presence? How do I know that he's there? Um, one of the women in, in our community, her name's Tia. She is just so incredible. I love her. I've known her for several years, met her through another business I was part of. But, um, you know, she just was commenting on, she said, I've been binging the podcast on, she was dropping her son back off at college. And she said, oh my gosh, like God is speaking to her through some of the things that I have um, shared. And she's like, I just didn't even know God, like, wanted to speak to me like that she's like I literally had to like pull over in my car and she's she's like I don't even know how I'm gonna work today because the Lord is like he sees me like he's speaking to me he sees me I'm like yes yes God wants to do life with you he doesn't want you just doing all the things for him he wants you to do life with him and so that's what the purpose of this episode today is to to really help you do life with him how do you do that? So first of all, I think if we can really think about our relationship with God is no different really than our relationship with anyone else as far as the idea of when you first met your husband uh, and you started dating, there was probably this um, nervousness at first maybe um, that you didn't know everything about each other and so you are starting to share and you're starting to get a little bit vulnerable Um and so your relationship with God can be the, very similar, the same way. It, it's there's a, there's a piece of vulnerability. And depending on your relationship with your earthly father, I think sometimes we can run into roadblocks with our relationship with our heavenly father. Same with Jesus and friends and um, our moms. Our, like all these relationships on earth can really impact our, our relationship with the Lord. And so there, there kind of can be that nervousness because it's an unknown, but there also is that desire to know more. There's like that, that desire that you, you want to spend more time with him because you're curious and you want to learn more and you want to grow in your intimacy and your relationship with them. And I know in my dating life, I 
prior to meeting my husband, I would go on these like binge dating. Like I would just want to be with that person every day. And there were people that I dated that we hung out literally like from the first day we met, we like hung out every day after that. Interesting though, that I met George at training in the state of New Jersey when he actually in fact lived in Texas and I lived in Arizona and we didn't for the first five months, we didn't get to hang out. Now we flew back and forth a couple times, but you know, most days, right? It was, it was phone. And so it's, it's interesting how, you know, when you really meet somebody, you want to get to know them, you want to spend more time with them. But for George and I, the Lord knew what he was doing. He put that physical boundary in between us so that we really could get to know each other. Well, God wants to, in a sense, if you could think about this, um, he, he, he wants, there's like a courting process to date you, right? We're his bride. We talk, He talks a lot about us being the church, being the bride of Christ. And you think that that, listen, I thought that that really sounded weird and um, just gross, in a sense, until I started to learn more of God and his identity and like who he really is. Not just my identity, but who is God? God loves us. He wants to spend time with us. He chases after us. Think about somebody if you have a, you know, who has you've dated or they've dated you and they chase after you because they have a crush on you. It's like they want to get to know you better. Um, And so really, I think growing in your intimacy with the Lord and living with the Lord is Making time for him, that's a huge part of doing life with the Lord. It's making, carving out time for him. If you were in the beginning stages of dating and you wanted to let somebody know you were interested in learning more and you wanted them to start trusting you, know you, like you, you would carve out time for them. And so that's the first tip is how are you carving out one-on-one time? Again, when you're starting to get to know somebody, again, George and I think about our relationship. We, in the very beginning, in the first two weeks that we met, we were in a group of like 40 people. So we didn't really have a lot of alone time to get to know each other because we were in a group of, you know, 40 plus salespeople who were out having a good time after our classes. And so it was just, um, we didn't really get a ton of one-on-one time, but we eventually got a lot of one-on-one time, you know, talking which really is uh, the next point. And that's really how we started to grow because we started to commute. We had to learn how to communicate together because our voices were the only thing that we really had, you know, because of the distance between us that we lived across, you know, we live in different states. So God is no different. You need to make time for him. And I don't, again, just from last week's episode, I'm going to, I'm going to retract that statement. You don't need to make time for him. You get to make time to spend intimate time with your heavenly father, your creator, the one who literally knit you in your mother's womb. I mean, let me just share a little bit with you that hit me one day. I don't know who I heard say this, but our time on earth is the only time that we will get to choose to spend time with God. Like we get, he gives us free will. We have our 24 hours in the day and we get to choose how we spend it. So my question to you is, what time are you giving God? I think for me, I've been very convicted in different seasons of, wow, I'll work out for an hour, but I struggle to give God an hour of my life. And listen, it's not a works-based thing where you have to give a certain amount until you're worthy. That's not it. That's not it. Eventually, what I hope to get and hear you doing is that you are truly living with the Lord when you're washing dishes, when you're laying in bed at night, when you're at work, when you are strategizing for your business, when you are changing a diaper, when you're making dinner, when you're driving in the car, everything is 
doing it with God. But the first part of that is that you've got to carve out time with him so that you get to know him better and that he gets to know you better. And there is that little bit of vulnerability. But it leads into my next part is, is talking with God. Well, I think in the church we'd say praying, but really if we could just take that away and really talking with the Lord. And that goes two ways. There's a two-way street with that, right? There's us telling God what we want to tell him, but then there's also that practiced um i think it takes practice i think it takes discipline to learn how to hear from god because we have to be able to hear his voice and if we're only the only one talking i love to talk this is probably one of my hardest things is getting quiet with the lord so that i can hear his voice and i don't mean audibly but i mean like in my spirit um and there are other ways that we can hear from god which really is the next and third point is how to do life with god well first of all it's talking it's communicating so one it's carving out specific time that you want to give with you and the lord when is that what does that look like for you that can look different there's no right or wrong goodness gracious some seasons of my life that was five minutes and the cool thing is that five minutes turned into 10, 10 turned into 15, 15 turned it, you know, and on and on and on. And I just remember thinking I could never sit for an hour and read my Bible and pray. But now I'm like, that's not enough. That is not enough. I need to get up earlier or um, I, I want to spend more time with God. And that's the cool part about growing with the Lord is that it, you start to crave it. You know, and I have a... Um, free three-day workshop that goes from confused to craving. Like if you have struggled reading your Bible, which is the next point is to read your Bible, um, then I can understand being confused. But once you start to get it and you start to hear the Lord speaking to you and you see the messages he's tailoring to your heart, to your mind, you'll want more of it and you'll want to spend and carve out more time with him. So talking is simply communicating with God. That's point number two. And then point number three is reading your Bible. Listen, I grew up in church, so for me, that was just normal, but it was almost like expected, and it wasn't a I get to, it was I have to. But when I started to realize that I get to read God's word, it is a love letter to you and to me, and it's continuing, and we are still in this love story with our Father, who is, you know, Jesus is coming back for us to to bring heaven to earth and to restore the new kingdom. And so how cool is that that we literally are in a love story and the Bible is God's love letter to us. It is the ultimate personal development book. It is. So making time for him, praying, reading God's word, and my next tip to living with the Lord, not just for him, is really surrounding yourself with other believers. People who call out the gold in you, who see that you were created on purpose for a purpose, who are going to encourage you to be better. Here's the reality. Every relationship we have, you can look at every single person that is in your life, whether they kind of have to be there or not. They either bring you up or they bring you down. And we should be really particular about who we spend the majority of our time with. It's important it's really important. So I saw, I was at a training a couple weeks ago. Um, and one of the things that they had did was they talked about, you know, dating and being unequally yoked. And I think this goes for any relationship. Now that is not to say that Jesus did not hang out with sinners and that we are not called to go into the dark so that we can be the light. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. And amen. However, who you spend most of your time with 
shouldn't be those people in order to fill you up and to encourage you and to prepare you for that kind of um, a battle, so to speak. The people you should be spending the majority of your time with are the people who are going to encourage you, lift you higher, make you want to be a better person. And that goes with our friendships, with our um, business partnerships, with our our, our husband, our spouse, you know, all the things. Family, like every every relationship we have should have some sort of boundaries and they should, they're, they're healthy boundaries. But when we surround ourselves with other believer, believers, they help lift us higher. So I was in this training and I just saw the coolest um, example of like why we should do that. And so I want you to imagine yourself or if you have a chair, be careful, um, but stand on this chair and you're, if you're a believer, if you are born again, you've asked Jesus into your heart, you have acknowledged he is your Lord and Savior, he died for your sins and he is coming again, he rose again, the, the you know, the, the gospel, right, the very core to the gospel, if you are a born again believer, well then you're higher, you are, you are royalty, you are seated in heavenly places, literally scripture says we are seated in heavenly places. So I want you to imagine yourself standing on a chair. Well, when you choose to spend your time with different people, think of them as on the ground. And so let's just say it's somebody who is not equally yoked with you, who does not believe that Jesus is our Messiah, the Lord and Savior, and he's coming again. And again, not that you can't have a relationship with this person, but let's just think about it. People are going to do one of two things. They're going to lift you higher or they're going to pull you down. So if you're on this chair and you're trying to pull this other person along uh, because you want to save them and you want to help them, it's totally okay. I'm a saver. I wanted to save every single person I dated prior to George until I put my foot down and said, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I need you to know Jesus on your own and I need to know Jesus on my own and then we'll come together and get to know him even better. But all that to say, if you think about that person standing on the ground and you lock arms with them, Try to pull that person up to your level, like, right? It's hard. It's hard to pull that person up. But with one really strong yank, that person on the ground can yank you right off of that chair. So every relationship we have, again, I am not saying that we are not supposed to go into dark places to be a light and to never hang around people who are not believers. Well, that would defeat the purpose of our entire mission is to be disciples and to help, help um, others know who Jesus is. But the people who we spend the majority of our time with, right, they should be the ones who are helping us become the person who God has created us to be. They're going to help encourage us on that journey and not distract us and pull us away. So the next, like, how do you live with God? Well, it's also living with other godly people, godly people who have the same kind of a mission as you do. And then my last tip, which I could probably give you quite a few more, but I thought I would I would wrap it up with five, would be, you know, serving. Serving in some capacity. Because Jesus came to save and to, he came to serve, not to be served. And that's why Jesus was so humble and so lowly and he washed the disciples' feet and like he put himself in a servant position. And so when we want to do life with God and not just for him, a really great way to do that is to put yourself in a serving position. And instead of what can I get, but what can I give rather? And how can I get more even for our business or from people or whatever, but how can I give more? Because when we show up to serve, God's going to show us 
God's going to show up to us and he knows we're available and he, we will have an intimate, more intimate relationship with him because he is looking to and fro for, I love the scripture that says, I just imagine him in the sky, like looking just to and fro for those who love him and are, who are called according to his purpose. He's looking for the vessel. He's looking for the person who wants to work with him. He's seeking to say, yep. And so that's another great way to grow in our relationship with the Lord and to live with him and not just for him. So if you can really think about your intentionality around your relationship with, is intentionality even a word? I don't know. Um, If it's not, forgive me, but I think it is. What are your intentions with your relationship with the Lord? Are you looking at it like you're dating him. And let me, I'll just share this with you too. Cause I was in the shower the other day and I was thinking about, I actually had a coffee, um, lunch meeting date with a, a local woman who I knew that I was going to share my testimony around about my twenties and falling away from the Lord. And then kind of circling back around just cause she sees my life today and she knew me as a little girl. And then of course she sees me today. And so I wanted to give her, um, just the Lord just had shared with me that I, I was going to share my testimony and like the, the, the dirty parts behind it, the parts that I would not be so quick to tell my children. And, um, I was just praying about God, you know, what do you want me to say? And, and what kind of information, like, how do you want me to share with, with her my testimony? And I was just going through my life and thinking about the different seasons. And, you know, I thought, man, what really changed? And, I thought, well, when I fell in love with George, I stopped looking for love and attention and acceptance and affection and, you know, all the things that we as humans, you know, protection, all the things that we want in life. Our three basic needs are to feel loved, to feel safe, um, and to feel worthy. And I, I, I just thought, man, that's when I stopped searching when I fell in love with George and the Lord whispered to me. And that is exactly when you also stopped searching for the thing, your purpose and your calling. The thing that we talk a lot about, it's actually the entire reason why Bloom Academy exists because I know that women are searching for their purpose and their calling. And Jesus said the same thing with you, Heather, when you start stopped, when you fell in love with me, you stopped searching for anything else and you started searching for me and you wanted to spend time with me and you were looking to grow your relationship with me. I don't know who that is for, but I feel like somebody listening to this is you have been searching for your purpose and your calling and you have been searching for the more. And God says, I have all of it that you need, but you've got to fall in love with me. And how do you fall in love with him? Well, you spend time with him. You read God's word. You pray. You talk to him. You surround yourself with other people who are going to lift you higher and point you back to Jesus over and over again. And you start serving from where you are, giving what you have currently, not when you're perfect, because that's never going to happen, and when you have it all figured out. But what do you have to do now? What gifts do you have now that you could serve in some capacity to help people and really be a light? I think we get paralyzed sometimes thinking we have to be good enough. And God's like, no, I will take your not enough and I will turn it into more than enough. I need to know you're willing. I need to know you give me your yes. 
So I hope this helped you really see the, when you fall in love with Jesus, you'll stop searching for acceptance and safety, financial safety, physical safety, your, uh, your worth, your worthiness. You'll stop searching for it from everywhere else because you will know your identity in Christ and who he has called you to be and how he's created you and why you are unique to him. And so I really hope that this um, challenges you to think about, well, how are you dating God? Like, are you carving out time for him? Are you reading his word? Are you praying? Are you surrounding yourself with the right people? And in what capacity are you serving him now with your, what you think is not enough um, to allow him to turn that into his more than enough? If this is speaking to you and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord. And I've been wanting to find my purpose and my calling. Then I invite you to join us in Bloom Academy for God-Sized Dreamers. It is where I'm walking with you hand in hand for eight weeks. I'm teaching you how to grow in your intimacy with the Lord. Not just so that you can do something for him, but that you can live your life with him. Which when we go to God and, and really, truly from a, uh, we really just want to grow in our relationship with him not for anything else, but to grow in our relationship with him, he will start to reveal things to you. And so in order to get closer to your purpose and your calling, you've got to get closer to God. If you have been searching, then I want to invite you to join our group coaching program. Uh, Before the doors close, there are two or I think two spots left as of right now, the recording of this. But God loves you so much and he wants to do life with you. And I hope that you embrace these five tips of doing life with God in a, in, a, in a way today so that you can continue to walk in your calling and your purpose. God, thank you so much for looking down and wanting to spend time with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. God, we are not worthy. But you looked upon us and said that you loved us so much that you were willing to give your son so that we can receive your love god we thank you so much for giving us your word and we just are i am sorry that i have ever looked at it like um, a task and in a in a chore rather than a and I need to and I have to, but more of a I get to. God, I pray that you are working in hearts today from an I need, I have, I should to a I get and I want. Change our heart posture to I want to get to know God better. I want to do life with God. Father, we thank you for your kindness, your mercy, and we love you so much. And we ask all of this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen.